0: You're listening to The Recovery, a series of conversations about rediscovering the ancient faith in order to reclaim our own. Well, hello, I hope this finds you well, as always. Um, Today, I have a question before us um, that is a little touchy, Um, in some ways a little reluctant to get too far into it, but I think it's an important one, so it's one I wanna talk about, and it's come up uh, repeatedly in the last few days. And so that's why I think it's um, something we need to address. And, and that is um, who, who to be listening to as, as we're out here trying to uh, figure out uh, our faith, figure out what the Bible is trying to say, what Jesus had to say to us, what God still has to say to us today. Who do we need to be um, paying attention to as teachers to help us understand all of that? It's a really good question. Uh, one of the other questions that's similar is what do I think of such and such a teacher? Uh, that's come up recently too. Um, and so I wanted to talk today a little bit about how uh, I go through and sort of figure out who I'm going to pay attention to, uh, who I'm going to put stock in as it were. Um, and hopefully that's enlightening and helpful. Um, it's not the be all end all uh, criteria. Uh, You may hear what I have to say and you may disagree. You may think that there are other criteria and that's fine. I just hope that this opens up um, some dialogue, some conversation and if not that, uh, at least just some thinking in each of our heads about who we're paying attention to and whether or not we ought to be paying attention to those people or we should find others. So anyway, let's get into it. Um, I think the first thing that we need to realize is Within, i mean, i to throw out a couple of theological terms. Sort of within religious practice and teaching and life, Christian life, uh, we have two two terms. They are ortho terms. One is orthodoxy, and one, the other is orthopraxy. Um, orthodoxy literally means right praise, um, but when we use that term, we really mean the uh, belief. Like, what are we saying? Are we saying the right things? Or are we believing the right things? So, what are the tenets of the faith? What are the the doctrines? Of the faith, and are we in line with those? So, orthodox faith is the faith that professes correct belief. The other of the two is orthopraxy, and that is right action. Um, and so, that that has to do with who are we? Uh, how are we carrying ourselves? Are we doing the things that Jesus would want us to be doing? Are we uh, acting in the world appropriately? And I, both of those are important. And so, I think those are two. Uh, big keys to answering this question about who we should uh, be listening to and the, and the question then becomes okay are are they Orthodox in their beliefs and are they uh, in line with right action and, and I really tend to go to the second one first and and ask okay so what what kind of person is this right uh, when Paul tells Timothy, in uh, his first letter, it's in the third chapter, he's talking about the qualifications for bishops, and then he goes on to talk about the qualifications for deacons as well. But he tells Paul that uh, that bishops, uh, the leaders of the church need to be temperate, self-controlled, respectable, gentle, not quarrelsome, uh, not greedy, not caring too much about money, to be generous, um, and they need to be good teachers, right? Um, and so, when i'm thinking about or trying to ascertain is this somebody i want to be listening to i'll listen to a number of their talks sermons teachings um try to get some interviews under my belt and try to ask the question what is the character of this person Um, i think that's really important because they can be absolutely correct in what they're saying but if they're not the type of person uh, that exudes the fruits of the spirit, you know, when Paul talks about that in Galatians, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If they're not that kind of person, uh, they're not somebody you should be following. Um, it's not true that you can be around somebody like that and not uh, become like them, right? So as we're thinking about teachers and and who we want to, uh, follow to use that that term, uh, or pay attention to, or allow to influence us. I think we need to be really careful about the type of people. Uh, perhaps even more important than um, what they're saying, although what they're saying is very important. Uh, we'll get there in a minute. But um, you know that that has an influence over you. Are you become? Are you are you listening to somebody who is a bully, who is angry all the time? Uh, we all, as teachers, have moments where we're teaching something that we become passionate about. Um, many teachers, pastors, ministers uh, tend, can, or at, at times, and this is true of me at times, uh, have a prophetic edge, and that can be a little bitey, uh, can come off as harsh. Um, that's not so much what we're talking about. I mean, we think about Jesus himself. He he could be edgy at times. In fact, he got angry at times. Paul will tell us uh, that in our anger not to sin. So, uh, being angry at times, um, having some holy rage, so to speak, uh, is not is not the end of the world. The question is, are, is someone like that all the time? Are they constantly um, condescending, uh, putting other people down, <clears throat> being argumentative with either the congregation, uh, other leaders, other churches? Um, it, if that's the case, then that's a red flag, I think, a big red flag. And... The truth is, there are plenty of good teachers who are sound in terms of orthodoxy who are also good people. And if you've got a choice, pick the ones that are both. Um, churches that are led by bullies uh, end up in lots of trouble. We've seen that. Uh, there's a couple of high-profile cases recently in the last decade or so. Um, again, I'm not, I'm not here to put anybody out on blast, so we're not going to talk names, but um, that that's not who you want to be following. Um, and Recently, I got asked about a particular uh, pastor who was well-known. Uh, he, he's not alive anymore, but what I thought about him, and I actually hadn't heard of him before, and so I went and found out he was well-known um, and listened to a dozen teachings of his and uh, lots of questions and red flags as far as what he was saying, but he was... He was really argumentative and condescending to anybody who would disagree with him. Uh, he was not able to uh, admit um, that they might have a reason for thinking what they think. There are plenty of people who I disagree with theologically, but I can at least see and acknowledge the reasons for why they think what they think. Um, I think that's important. That comes in you know, when we talk about being humble and gentle uh, and empathetic. Uh, to try and understand why somebody thinks something, rather than just completely discounting them and calling them idiots and moving on. And so, if somebody's doing that, I think that's a again a, a red flag. It tells you a lot about the character of the person. Um, it, it's not in line with who Jesus was, uh, who we're told the leaders of the church should be. And so, I think that's probably step one. The next thing I look at, of course, is uh, that last. Um, condition that that Paul puts out before Timothy are they good teachers now this is not simply just can they communicate well that that's important obviously you don't want to be listening to somebody who's uh, monotonous and simply just can't teach well uh, that's hard to listen to um, so they're probably not going to be a good teacher for that reason but there are people who are charismatic who um, can communicate very well but to be a good teacher also means to be sound in what we're saying and so this is the orthodoxy um, criteria. And here I'll, I will go look at the credentials of the person who's talking. And I don't mean here to suggest that nobody um, who hasn't been to school can have anything good to say. That's not what I'm saying. I don't want to be, come off as elitist for, personally. Uh, I sort of rejected uh, seminary, didn't want to go to seminary for a long time. Um, because I didn't want to be part of that system um, that is in place. But in the end, as you you poke around and look at uh, pastors and leaders who have not been properly trained or thoroughly trained, they go off in some wild, wild ways. And it's not good enough to feel like you're called to be a pastor, uh to go off into your closet to sit down to read your bible and then come out to your church and just say whatever comes off the top of your head um can god speak to individuals at times yeah of course right but if i'm going to evaluate uh who i want to be listening to i want to know that they have spent time studying what the church has been saying right god has been saying the same thing we have we have the biblical text that has been in place for, you know, 1500 years since we've canonized things, but the the texts themselves existed long before that, right? So 2000 years of church history um, and thousands of years prior to that of uh, Israel's history and generation after generation teachers have been taught, right? And so a good teacher is first a good learner. Um, that's what it means to be a disciple is to be a student. And so if I'm going to, uh, listen to someone to help in my discipleship process, right? I am a disciple first and foremost of Jesus Christ, and he uses other disciples that are out ahead of me to teach me. Um, And I hopefully am then teaching those that come behind me. Uh, But there's a long line of disciples and disciple makers that transmit the truth of the gospel, the truth of the Bible. And it's important that The people that i'm listening to and i would suggest the people that you're listening to have studied have been uh students first have some understanding of what the church has been saying for 2000 years do they know church history do they know the twists and turns of the theological debates that have gone on can they tell you what an orthodox faith is um and there we need to talk about you know the apostles creed the nicene creed the uh, chalcedonian definition you know things like that um Can the person you're talking to or listening to um, tell you those things, right? Can they teach you that properly? Um, And because of the way the church has structured itself uh, in recent generations, things like seminary educations are important. Um, They presumably tell us that this teacher has gone and been taught. And so if you've got a teacher who doesn't have that education, I'm not saying they're not good, uh, but it is one of the tells. Um, and so there may be, I, I am thinking right now of a pastor friend of mine who hasn't gone to seminary and, and finished a, a master's degree. Um, and he's good, right? And so it, it is possible. But if we're talking objectively, these are the sorts of things that you wanna be looking at. Um, there are other ways to learn. There are other ways to be taught. Um, and I th- actually, I think the church needs to do a much better job of finding other ways to train up leaders, um, teach good teachers. Um, but these are the sorts of criteria that we need to be looking at. Um, the what I'm thinking here of the, the pastor I was asked about earlier that I mentioned had passed away. Um, there's some teachings of his which are flatly heretical that that stand in opposition to Orthodox teaching and particularly about the Trinity. He was what we call a modalist. So he believed that there was one God and he took uh, there were not three parts as the Trinity tells us or or three persons. Uh, I, I shouldn't say parts that's partialism um, another heresy, of course. but he taught that there was one God and he took different forms at different times. And so that Jesus, God the Son, was the same as God the Father, just simply that same God in different form, right? He took on a different mode, hence the name modalism. That's a heresy, uh, rejected flatly in the early church. Um, And so when we hear of... uh, The other thing that he taught, and this is is kind of a little bit of a tangent, but I think it's uh, not too far off. Beware of people and teachings who are new. Um, so things like dispensationalism, think when when somebody starts talking about the rapture, when when a, a lot of sort of the uh, popular evangelical talkings, talking points, these are all very new ideas, right? So Darby, uh, Schofield, uh, Moody, these guys. Um, The mid to late 19th century and into the first part of the 20th century in terms of American theology, uh, this might step on some toes, but we really just need to throw it away. Um, That whole era is, again, it's it's a bunch of guys who were smart, but they had no historical grounding. They had no foot in the historical church, they had no training. These were just lawyers and uh, educators and people who were intelligent, thinking off the cuff. Um, and their ideas that they came up with are just wrong. Um, and And so we, we gotta be careful uh, about things that are novel. And that's not to say that God can't um, lead us to a better understanding, right, but it's dangerous. Uh, It it can be. Um, So I guess to answer the question, how do we know who to listen to? First and foremost, who are they as people? Uh, Are they humble? Are they gracious? Are they peaceful? Um, Will they speak truth, but do so in loving ways? Or, or are they out to bully? Can you question what they say? Um, can you disagree with them and how do they respond to disagreements? How do they uh, approach other teachers, other churches who are in uh, different and sometimes opposing streams of Christianity? Do they do so uh, with love and grace uh, or are they argumentative and, and demeaning? Um, and then again, um, I kind of cringe a little bit to say it, but what's their what are their qualifications, right? What Not just what Paul was talking to Timothy about in terms of fruits of the spirit and personality, but have they gone to school? And is it a reputable institution, right? Uh, have they been taught well? Are they students? Are they constantly learning? Are they reading other people? Um, are they growing their basis of, of knowledge? Uh, Are they learning? Are they changing their minds about things? What, you know, I tell people people all the time, I don't think the same things today that I thought 15 years ago. And if I think the same thing 15 years from now uh, that I think today, well, then I probably haven't done my job because I'll be the first to tell you, I don't know everything. Um, N.T. Wright, arguably the world's foremost New Testament scholar Uh, has said at times, you know, probably 20% at least of the things that he teaches and and thinks are wrong The problem is he doesn't know what 20% Uh, But here's a guy who is the one of the New Testament scholars admitting that he doesn't know everything and and um, I think that's important. We we don't none of us are God we have uh, We are completely incapable of grasping everything Uh, and so some humility in our teaching is, is important. Um, so yeah, so is, is, the, is the person properly educated? Are they lifelong learners themselves? Uh, are, they, are they good people? You know, the, the, at the end of the day, what Jesus comes to tell us, show us, teach us is not uh, just a stack of knowledge. It is about how we be in the world. It's more about uh, being and becoming than, than knowing. Um, and even then when we talk about knowing it's knowing for the purpose of becoming like him Um, so anyway perhaps a little bit of a windy conversation but an important one so as you're out there trying to determine who you're going to listen to and allow to influence you uh, hopefully that's a little helpful Uh, the last thing i would say is don't listen to just one person Um, i told my church that a lot go listen to other people go find other good teachers Um, Uh, And and by that, I don't mean just other people who agree with me. Uh, Go find other people who are kind, good, humble teachers who themselves are well-learned, who can teach you things, right? And if you hear something that is different than what I've said, bring it back to the community and let's talk about it. Um, I I think that's that's healthy. So um, find multiple people to learn from. Um, and perhaps what we've talked about today gives you a set of criteria by which to evaluate them. Thanks for listening today. If you enjoyed it, please consider sharing this out or telling a friend about it. If you have any questions, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook as Rev. Sam Osborne. I'd love to hear from you. We'll see you next time.